family-owned shop in Loganville, Sosby's Garage, for all your automotive repair needs. We service all makes and models, Ford and domestic. We repair engines, alternators, brakes, alignments, AC systems, and more, using certified technicians with over 90 years of combined experience. We also offer same-day service for some repairs. Sosby's Garage, 200 Bay Creek Road in Loganville. Dependable, honest, and fair. Look us up on Google or Facebook. We'll take good care of you. Broadcasting live from the Subaru of Gwinnett studio inside the Sonesta Gwinnett Place Atlanta Hotel, it's time for Case in Point, presented by Paradigm Security Services. We are the cornerstone of security in the Southeast. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Case in Point, presented by Paradigm Security Services. I'm your host, Rick Strawn, the president of Paradigm Security. We are excited to be with you once again today on Business Radio X. We're broadcasting from live from the Subaru of Gwinnett studio, located in the beautiful Sinesta Gwinnett Place Atlanta Hotel here in Duluth, Georgia. In addition to Paradigm Security Services, this show is also brought to you by Sosby's Garage. A little clip that came will come in here, and you know it, it, he's looking for a master mechanic. So be sure and give John Sosby a call. Uh, he needs uh, some really good mechanics. On every show, we feature businesses, organizations, and people in the Atlanta area, especially those that serve Gwinnett County. While all businesses have security concerns, not all are about physical security. And we'll touch on that and other related aspects of security through the course of our shows as we move forward. You know, once again, we're still in coming up on this uh, election. And this is a very important time in our history, uh, especially if you want to get change the direction that we're headed, which seems to be down. Uh, so I have an opportunity to get people on here that to kind of pass the message about uh, what they're running for, who they are. And I am pleased today and honored to have Mr. Mark Gonzalez. And he is a candidate for the U.S. Congressional District of Georgia 7th. Correct. And he is great. Um, I have talked to him before. We've had him on here before. As we get closer to the election, I think it's really important to, to get the message back out of here. And, you know, one of the things that, uh, Mark, that, that I think is important is, you know, the top issues that voters in, a, in your district will really in Georgia – Sure. Have right now. So what would you say the top issues that voters in your district have? Well, first off, it's great to be back with you again, Rick. This Thank is you, our friend. third time yeah. uh, this year, and I've enjoyed the sessions that we've had together. I think uh, we've been able to bring forth the important issues to the voters of Georgia's 7th District. And clearly, from when we were first together before the primary to now, the issue has just gained more and more and more momentum, and that's inflation. Inflation is by far the number one issue. Here, yeah, and here's the numbers, right? First of all, this administration, they told us this inflation was temporary, remember? Mm -hmm. For some reason, they think we don't have a memory, but they said <laughs> it was temporary. Well, we're 18 months in to the CPI, the Consumer Price Index, being over 5% a month. Mm -hmm. We are PPI, the producer price index, 18 straight months, over 5%. Right now, nationally, 8.3% inflation. To try to uh, put that in real terms, 
at 8.3% inflation, it's as if you worked this year, 2022, for a month for free, for free, just to cover this inflation that was supposed to be temporary. I don't know about you, Rick, but I haven't met too many people in the 7th Congressional District or anywhere else for that matter. They say, yeah, you know what? The mishandling of our economy. Yeah, I think I want to work a month for free to take care of their mismanagement of our economy. You know, all that extra spending. I just, you know, I just take a month of my salary to help pay for it. Exactly. Nothing to show for it other than more pressure. And by the way, you now have 62% of families in America that are living paycheck to paycheck. They don't have the resources to cover an emergency at their house. A $1,000 bill, they don't have the ability to cover that now. Well, you They're, talk about the, the, the inflation rate at 8 point. You go to a grocery store, you look at the things like eggs, and that's way over 8%. Hey, what you, when it comes down to your food, you're looking at 13 14% average. Exactly. I saw uh, just recently two slips. One was from a year ago on a dozen eggs at a specific grocery store. Mm-hmm. It was $1.79 for a dozen eggs. The most recent one, which was earlier this month, a year later, she paid seven twenty nine for the Ouch. same dozen eggs. So that's to your point. I mean, that's a lot more than thirteen to fourteen percent. They have no self awareness. This administration, or it's purposeful that they literally want to extract every single penny from every hardworking American in this country. Makes you dependent on them. Correct. It's power. Correct. And of course, my opponent. Let's, let's face it, she's a rubber stamp for this administration. She's voted 100% of the time with the Biden administration. She's voted 100% of the time with Nancy Pelosi. She's voted virtually 100% of the time with AOC and the squad. So her voting record is that of a radical socialist. We have to call it what it is. It's not my opinion. It's her voting record. Absolutely. Well, you know... You've got the uh, inflation. You've also got crime. That's number it's, two it's, on the polling yep. mm-hmm. in the, and in the district. And, of course, uh, the biggie in going to the, to the U.S. Uh, House, the biggest thing right now going on in a lot of areas is the border. Sure. Uh, we have people flooding over uh, our, our closed border, according to certain news people. Mm-hmm. And then we have this fentanyl that's just tearing everybody up, which bleeds into the crime. So, you know, those two go hand in hand. They do. And, you know, Atlanta is the hub for it. It's the hub in the whole United States of America. And we have a president who not only encouraged illegal immigration to come over that border. Remember when he was campaigning and they were on the debate stage and he literally waves his hand. They need to come in. Come on in. Right. They showed up with Biden T-shirts. Let us in. Remember those beautiful T-shirts. Where did those T-shirts come from, by the way? Who made those T-shirts? Who paid for those T-shirts? I want to know. I want to know that. This guy has never even been at the border, Rick. He's never spent one day at that border. Something as consequential to our country's national security interests. Never mind the drugs that are flowing in. You mentioned the lethal fentanyl. 
And how about all the other lethal drugs? We've killed over 100,000 Americans because of what's come over that border. Never mind the sex and human trafficking. Never mind the gangs. Never mind the terrorists on a terrorist watch list. We have 160 countries now with people pouring over that border. We're $31 trillion in debt. Who's going to pay for all of this? Well, you've had, I believe the figure, and I may be wrong, but I believe it was like 960,000 gotaways that we don't know who in the hell they were. Mm -hmm. And if you've gotten that many on the terrorist watch list that you've caught, can you imagine how many are on the, the gotaways? Exactly right. It's absolutely crazy. I worked with uh, DEA back in the day on a special uh, task force with the, with the police department with Atlanta for a couple of years. And we worked heroin and cocaine. Mm -hmm. and, and you are exactly right. The reason Atlanta is a hub is because it literally is a hub with all the spokes going everywhere else in the United States mm -hmm. out of it. So all, there's a tremendous amount of the drugs and stuff that come to Atlanta for further distribution out. Right. And think about this uh, Inflation Reduction Act, another giant tax and spending bill when we're $31 trillion in debt, yep. right? There's 87,000 new IRS agents, armed IRS agents, 5 million rounds of ammunition, right? Not a single cent for a new Border Patrol agent. Now, we, as uh, Republicans, we fought to have over 30,000 new Border Patrol agents in that bill. We got zero. If you talk to any Border Patrol agent, they will tell you morale is at an all-time low. People are leaving left and right. They, have, they know that this administration does not have their back. You talk about a reversal from the previous administration to yeah. this administration, it's, it takes your breath away. So, hey, my opponent, you know her background. She's coming yep. for your guns, right? That's her cause, Celebra. Her, she's coming for your guns. She doesn't want you to have guns, but she thinks it's perfectly okay for 87,000 new IRS agents to have them. So she doesn't want you to be able to protect your family, to be able to protect, protect your property, to be able to protect your neighborhood, your community. But she thinks it's perfectly okay that an IRS agent can come to your door with a semi-automatic weapon. Does that make any sense to you at all? Not a bit. And, I, and it happens. it's happening every day, even, even with something as ridiculous as Facebook. If you just look at it, you can see every day there's stuff posted where that exact scenario takes place throughout the United States. Right, and we've weaponized our three-letter agencies in this country. These yes. agencies are what is supposed to be the pillars of a well-functioning, exceptional nation. So instead, what this administration has done, they've weaponized the FBI. They've weaponized the DOJ. Now we've got the IRS into it. They're using these agencies to persecute their political opponents. And you know what? Right now they're in power. I would be arguing as voraciously if we were in power doing the same thing. Absolutely. It's wrong for the American people. The American people are the ones that pay all these bills. It's a government by the consent of the governed. And I'm just telling you, right now, this election, you see the numbers, right? We're 10 days into early voting here in Georgia. The numbers are off the charts. It's a presidential-type turnout so far. It's incredible because people, people are done. Of it. They're fed up. They're fed up with an administration that puts an ideology of globalism and a one-world government, new world order, in front of our American exceptionalism, and they're robbing our freedoms every single day. Our God-given freedom 
So the simple question for any voter is, do you want the boot of government control squarely on your neck, or do you want your God-given right to freedom? Fundamentally, this is the issue. As conservatives, we talk about America first, right? America first. But I'm just telling you, without those freedoms, those well, uniquely American say, freedoms being yep. first, there's no America first. Well, they used to say that, uh, you know, your freedom and everything, that with that comes security. But right now, the person that gives up freedom for security, number one, will never get it back. They'll Correct. never get the freedom back. And how much security do you feel right now in the United States? Right. Who's and ben? you're giving up your freedoms. Ben Franklin. He said, if you think that you're going to give up freedom for the false premise of security, you're going to end up with neither. And the way exactly. I describe it is think of it in these terms. A government that's taken liberty and freedom away from its people in the history of time, Rick, the history of time, they've never given it back willingly. Absolutely. So this isn't something that if we lose it, Reagan said it best, we're one generation away from losing these freedoms. And if we do, there's no other place for us to go because there's no other country that embraced these uniquely American freedoms by our founders in our founding documents. Right. Well, the great experiment. Correct. So uh, you don't fix that in an election or two. History teaches us this. If we if we go down this path, our children and our grandchildren will rue the day that we did this because they will be living under true tyranny instead of freedom. I, I totally agree. Well, moving kind of back a little bit. Um, you said since inflation is the number one issue, mm -hmm. what does Congress need to do to help stop the skyrocketing inflation? What do you plan on helping doing? Well, number one, we have to return back to energy independence. It's so critical to our national security interests as well. This administration, Joe Biden, the first day on the job, Rick, the first day on the job. He signs that executive order that shut down our key Keystone Pipeline. It put shackles on our fracking and coal industries and emboldened Putin because now oil climbed very rapidly over to $100 a barrel. A lot of money. Right. So we literally paid for this war machine, right? You go every time to the pump now. Think about all the adversaries now that we have around the world that we go looking for their oil because of one signature on an executive order. This is unbelievably dangerous. Our strategic petroleum reserve, it's now down at a level that we haven't seen since 1984. He's sending millions of barrels to China. That makes no sense. It's incredible to me. It's in a, in a time where we have a geopolitical theater like we do, we have a nuclear armed world like we do, and he thinks that that's a smart move, and somehow he's going to magically, right, he's going to magically solve it later on. Here's what everyone should understand, and I think most people do understand it fundamentally. Why in the world would you think the administration that causes all of these problems that we're experiencing has any ability to fix them? That doesn't make any sense at all. No, it doesn't. Well, you know, and part of the problem there also is you've you know, got this big green revolution running. Mm-hmm. But you think about the total, you know, opposite in the way of thinking. They want green energy. They want all that. 
But now it's okay with them if we go to Iran, if we go to Saudi, if we go to, of all places, Venezuela, mm-hmm. for the dirtiest damn oil that we could possibly get when we do it clean here. Correct. If you really want clean energy and you're damned and determined to have oil, too, from somebody else, then if you want the clean energy, get it here. Correct. And, um, and it adds, not only do we get the clean oil, not only do we get it from us, we increase our jobs, we increase our income, we increase our power within the world and our, our position in the world because we're no longer begging. Exactly. And it just, I mean, people just need to stop and think about it for a minute. Well, they, they think about it every time they go to the pump now. They yeah. think about it every time they go to a grocery store now. You know, this administration has no formula. Matter of fact, they couldn't even deliver new mothers formula for their infants. Exactly. This is how inept they actually are. They shut it down, shut down the, the manufacturing facility and bottling facility. Didn't even think about it, what it might, what might happen. Mm-hmm. And then didn't worry about it until you know what hit the fan. Correct. That just, that's the way they operate. Hey, actions Hindsight. speak louder than words. They constantly preach that they're for everyone, but the level of carnage that they've left in their wake is absolutely incredible, including 100-plus thousand Americans killed because of lethal drugs, fentanyl primarily, streaming over that border, Rick, and no one seems to care. The president doesn't go down there. He's never said anything about it. Exactly. That's crazy. Exactly. Uh, you got your borders are right. down there with the, Ameri- with the vice president that she wouldn't know what the border looked like. And it's just crazy, but she's solving the problem. She's working on the root causes. Try the root causes is the person sitting in that damn White House. Mm-hmm. Um, I can see from watching you on social media that mm-hmm. you've been all across the district. Uh, yeah. You, really, I mean, just it's one place after the other. You're constantly on there. Well, what are you hearing as to why voters in the Georgia 7 are fed up with Miss Lucy McBath? Well, first of all, she didn't represent them she's the congresswoman in the sixth district so she's represented the sixth district now closing in on the end of her second term four years Mm -hmm. right but when she saw the new maps she knew that her ability to stay in power was going to be diminished because of the new map giving republicans a bit of an edge so she took her stake and she moved it over to the seventh district where she felt she would have an edge Mm -hmm. so she competed in the primary, the Democrat primary, against Carolyn Bordeaux and Donna McLeod. And both of them, if you watch that debate that she did, by the way, and we'll get into the debate hopefully, Oh yeah, uh, with the Atlanta Press Club, uh, Georgia Public Broadcasting, back in the spring for the primary, both Carolyn Bordeaux and Donna McLeod let her have it in regard to the nonsense of her district shopping into the 7th District. She wanted to take her failed policies of the 6th District and now bring them over to the 7th District. And, you know, certainly politically, I wouldn't align with Carolyn Bordeaux, but I will tell you that I do have a high degree of empathy for Carolyn Bordeaux. And here's the reason why. Because Carolyn Bordeaux did something that no one else did in the 2020 race. She took a red House seat. It had been red for 26 years, right? Mm-hmm. Bob Barr, John Linder, Rob Woodall after that. And she turned it blue. She was the only one in the House of Representatives that did that. 
And then her reward got kicked right to the curb. And Lucy McBath is now my opponent. And I have to tell you, she has not been seen in the district. She hasn't campaigned in the district. And the ultimate slap in the face, the ultimate slap in the face is she's done zero debates. There were three in the district. Peachtree Corners had one, Lilburn had one, and then we had the big one a couple of Sundays ago with the Atlanta Press Club, was right? Speaking of that one, mm-hmm. speaking, of the, speaking of debates, I hear you had a great debate with yourself. I did, yeah. Uh, when she kind of failed to even notify anybody she wasn't going to show. Yeah, exactly. So she did it in all three cases. But the Atlanta Press Club, this is a 30-year institution here in Atlanta with the Georgia Public Broadcasting. It's an important deal. It's a very important deal. So I show up a couple of Sundays ago for my debate. They told me, they said, Mark, we never heard from her. We made countless attempts. We never heard from her. I said, don't feel bad. She did the same thing to the other two people (laughs) that were trying to get her to debate me. So I appeared those other two times as well as Sunday for the Atlanta Press Club debate, right? I took the questions against an empty lectern i hear you held her speechless I, she, was spe- <laughs> she was she was speechless i just feel like first of all if she doesn't want to debate that's a choice she can make absolutely but to disrespect the organizers like that shows us as voters an awful lot that actions speak louder than words and you know here's the thing about a debate particularly in this case where she's never represented a single soul from Gwinnett County Rick not a single soul so to me a debate is like a job interview and the employer is actually the voter so she believes she believes that she should get the job without the interview that's called entitlement well, not only that, but you said it was disrespectful to the people that set that up. Correct. It's more disrespectful to the voters. A hundred percent. You don't you don't give your voters the opportunity to hear your positions right. or even get challenged right. on your positions. So here's a woman that doesn't live anywhere close to the district, right? I live in the district, as you know. Yeah. I have business interests in the district. She doesn't live anywhere close to the district, and then she takes a complete pass to try to communicate with the people of the 7th District. She believes that she can rest on her laurels and these new maps give her an advantage that would be very difficult for me to win. And I'm just telling you, I said it from the very beginning, Rick. I said it's 2022. All bets are off. Joe Biden is going to continue to erode the greatness of our nation. I told Newt Gingrich this back in the springtime. And he heard me out because this is an area that's very important to Newt, as you know, because of his family history Absolutely. here, right? So what happens? About a month ago, Newt Gingrich did a video endorsement of my campaign. And not only did he say very kind things about me, but he really portrayed Lucy for the big government tax and spender, liberal radical policies that she has uh, supported and endorsed. I thought it was a brilliant piece on, on Newt's part. It was. Uh, I, I saw it, and yes, it was. All right. And you know, the police, there's another thing. We talked about crime, yeah. right? So the Police Benevolent Association, right? The uh, Fraternal Order of Police, uh, uh, Butch Conway, our 24-year retired uh, sheriff as of two years ago, uh, beloved Butch Conway. Absolutely. Right? big supporter of me because he knows that I'm the guy that's tough on crime. What we've done is we've turned our country, and certainly uh, District 7 is feeling the effects of this, into a lawless nation. 
you you now have crime without consequence crime without consequence so what do you think happens it emboldens criminals to not only create more crime but they also heighten the level of the crime right so we need to start to go back to fundamental law enforcement my opponent she wants to defund the police me I will do everything in my power to not only fund the police, but to defend the police. If we can't support the police, then why in the world do we expect them to be supporting us? Well, I know you are a big supporter of the blue. I am. And I can tell you we appreciate it. Right. And, you know, Tom Homan, right, our last great, in my opinion, uh, director of ICE, he also supported me because he knows that those same characteristics are where my positions lie on this border situation. Well, it's time we supported the police and the victims and quit supporting the perpetrators. Correct. Right. The perpetrators make their choice to do this. The victims don't get a choice in it. They're just there. Correct. So let's support these victims and part putting these people that need to be in jail in jail, get them off the street so that they can quit turning in more victims. We've had 250 officers shot this year. Oh, I know. You know, when you and I were kids, right, mm-hmm. everyone knew, including the criminals, it was hands off with the police because you knew that if you did cross that line, the consequence were was going to be severe and it was going to be swift. Yes. And now we have a liberal agenda going forward with DAs, with the administration, with cashless bail, all of this stuff right and someone needs to understand that that's blood on their hands when an officer gets shot and i gotta tell you i pray for officers i truly do every time i see one i just had it happen at the bank in um in peachtree corners so i i came out of the bank i saw the officer's cruiser i knocked on the window he zipped the window down and i thanked him for his service i don't tell him i'm a candidate for u.s congress i'm talking to him as a citizen i do the same right and i let him know we know it's difficult right now we know it takes great courage to be able to protect our communities and our neighborhoods and i just want you to know that although my fellow citizens may not knock on your window like i did today we are behind you we want you to know we appreciate your service and we know what it takes so we start talking to this officer and I asked him, I said, gee, you know, how long have you been in the force? He says, eight years. I said, wow. I said, that's awesome. I said, it sounds like you found your life's work. You found your career. Ricky looked me straight in the eye. And he says, I don't think so. I knew what was coming. I've got a family at home. I'll never forget those words. I have a family at home. In other words, he doesn't want to be target practice. Absolutely. The average stay now is less than three years in Gwinnett County's police force. We're down a couple hundred officers right now. And I talked to a sergeant from the force not that long ago. He said, Mark, God forbid you have to call 911 right now. I've got a good friend that's a deputy chief, and uh, he said they're having a lot of of problems hiring. Right. So uh, I believe that we have to honor our our, people. police men and women we have to be able to uh, give them the backing that they deserve and we've got to be able to uh, attract people into the force that are well-meaning people there's lots of different ways that we can do it Uh, not just 
purely the salaries, although I think that's something that we need to look at. But it also has to do with, for instance, the pension, right? When you leave from one force because you go to another county or another jurisdiction, right? We We have to protect their retirement plan. That would give more people the incentive to want to be involved in law enforcement. And that's something that's critical. So between having their back and making good decisions as far as the rewards for their service, I think that's the winning formula. Well, I know when I went on the Atlanta Police Department back in 73, I was making a great check. I had $722 a month. Unbelievable. Wow. And I thought, and I thought that's great. <laughs> At yeah. least it's steady. Yeah. But, you know, it wasn't the, that wasn't the reason I went into police work. Uh, you go into it because you want to help people Mm -hmm. it just takes you a little while to learn that unfortunately that's not what you can do when you're there so much as it is because it's already hit the fan by the time you get there your object is to try to calm it down or or say you know keep somebody from killing somebody Mm -hmm. but as far as uh doing all the things that you thought were possible unfortunately um, it's not possible to do that just because of the way that uh you're reactive Mm-hmm. It's totally reactive instead of, you know, going the other direction. Mm-hmm. Well, I know that uh, one of the things that is good is you're a businessman. Mm-hmm. You've got a lot of experience in that. And can you speak to uh, or on how the knowledge, that knowledge will benefit you in Washington, D.C.? Well, first of all, the 7th Congressional District is a very diverse district, as you know. Absolutely. It's the sixth most diverse district in the whole country. And, you know, you look at the diversity that is represented in the district with our Hispanic communities, our Asian Pacific communities. A lot of those communities have members of the communities that are new to America, aren't they? Mm -hmm. Right. So they came seeking their American dream. And that really is involved with small business. You think about it. Every big business started off as a small business. It's the incubator of opportunity. It's really the building of our middle class. So from my perspective, we have to be able to take crony capitalism, which is clearly what's happened in Washington, D.C., and return it to a fair fair playing field where the teeter-totter is back in, in balance so that we return to free market enterprise so that small business, and I would really aspire, if I'm honored, to represent the people of the 7th Congressional District, my first objective and goal in Congress is to be on the Small Business Committee because I have great experience there that can lend a big hand to the people of the 7th District to foster better opportunity and more small business, more access to capital, less regulation, hiring. These are things that we can we can. Uh, solve and accelerate for the betterment of the people of the 7th district. So small business to me it's uh it's the incubator and we can do a great job with the experience I have in Congress there. Well, there's very few things that equate to the satisfaction that you get as a small business to watch it grow and to hire more people, put more people to work and I know from from my experience that has a great deal of satisfaction that goes with it. Exactly. And, you know, as a, a, a small business owner, entrepreneur, and so on, when you talk with uh, other entrepreneurs, small business owners, many times you'll see the pride that they have, Rick, in regard to the people that they've brought in that actually left their company to start their own companies, right? That's a, It's that's incredible. Great. Yeah, and it just it gives me great pride when, when I think in my own career, 
the people that I've brought along and, and mentored and inspired and so on, and they move on to be able to create uh, better opportunities and better lives for their own families. That's just an awesome, it's such a privilege to be able to feel like you had a, an impact on a person's life and their uh, future family uh, like that. It's, to me, it it's awesome. gives me great pride. It really does. Well, you mentioned the diversity of the county, mm-hmm. or the, of the district. Yeah. And being one of the most, what sentiments have you noticed uh, in these communities in regards to the November 8th election? Well, we've got a very uh, robust early vote count, as I've mentioned, right? I'm, this is what I'm hearing from the people of the 7th District. Mark, this election, and we all hear it every two years, right? Oh, sure. this is the, the most, most important, important election. Yeah, otherwise. but this one is truly that consequential really because if we don't get Congress back, people understand that this administration is really hell-bent on fundamentally changing America, not for the better, right? Mm-hmm. So I believe that uh, the people of the 7th District and across this country, they're going to get their vote heard. They're going to get their voice heard by their vote. And the early numbers already suggest that. So we'll see what happens on November 8th. I'm very, very excited about my own race. It was a race on paper that people thought, oh, with the new lines, it would be very, very difficult. But as I said from the beginning, it's 2022, and it's a very simple decision. Do you want your shared Georgian values back in the 7th District Or do you want a person with a four-year radical socialist voting record taking you into the abyss? It's as simple as that. The difference is the size of the Grand Canyon. I totally agree. And speaking of those differences, I got one more question for you. Sure. Why should a person vote for you over Lucy McBath? Well, I (laughs) I think it comes down to a person who has never aspired to be a politician. But, Rick, right now, given the stakes of our country, I have a burning desire, a true burning desire to be a representative, a servant of the people of the 7th Congressional District, just like our founding fathers intended. So I have a lot of common sense. I have the courage of my convictions. I understand unintended consequences, which nobody talks about, which, by the way. No, I, have you ever heard anybody talk about unintended consequences? But we feel Not the effect every them. day. <laughs> One stroke of the pen, the un- unintended consequence is we went from energy independence to energy dependence overnight. We fueled a war machine in an adversary in Russia. Unintended consequences. So I can see them very, very clearly, and I will vote for America to continue to be an exceptional nation, to continue to provide all those that view us from all around the world this beacon of freedom that they want to come here to be able to give themselves and their families a shot at our American dream. And as a father, I am telling you, I will refuse to see that American dream become a nostalgic memory. I will not let that happen. Well, you know, I, you know, there's no words for what you just said. It's, you know, it's, we need more people that feel that passionate about working for the people instead of the people working for them. Uh, it's just, it's, it's awesome. Yeah. 
and we are so glad to have uh, you in our in our state. And I hope that you're going to be. I wish I was in your district. I would vote for you. Well, you can always move. You know, <laughs> a little late for this cycle, I was but say maybe, it's a little maybe late. next time. <laughs> maybe next time. But um, you know, we have a lot of really good people in that district, and I know that they're going to take a good, honest look at what the differences are. And I don't feel like that there, there is any chance that you're not going to get that position well I, so it would truly be an honor it really would and you know uh jefferson said it so well right when a government fears the people there's freedom but when the people fear their own government there's and tyranny. tyranny and that's where we are right now 2022 time to time to make a choice correct you know Fish or cut bait, <laughs> as my daddy used to say. Well, thank you all for joining us on Case Point, presented by Paradigm Security Services and in part by Sosby's Garage. Be sure to join us for the live broadcast every other Wednesday at 11.30 a.m. here on Business Radio X. If you miss the live broadcast, no worries. You can enjoy the show anytime you want by visiting businessradiox.com selecting the Gwinnett Studio, and then clicking, of course, on Case in Point. This program is also available on iTunes, iHeartRadio, Spotify, really wherever you enjoy your favorite podcast. Please be sure to hit that subscribe button on Case in Point so that you don't miss any of our future shows. Thank you very much, Mark Gonzalez. Thank you, Rick. Uh, U.S. Congress candidate for, uh, for District 7 in right. Georgia. Markforgeorgia.com. Markforgeorgia.com. But I meant to ask you that. <laughs> Markforgeorgia.com. Thank you. I Thank meant you. to ask you how they get in touch with you. And, rem- and for my producer, Mike. And remember, I'm Rick Strawn. And remember, again, also that at Paradigm Security Services, we cover more than just your assets. <laughs>